0: Welcome to The Rest Stop. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. Today we're going to talk about Paul Bunyan statues. If you grew up in the United States, and particularly in or near Minnesota, you might be familiar with the large lumberjack and American folk hero, Paul Bunyan. Paul was a perfect pick for a statue subject, since tall tales said the man himself was a giant. It took five huge storks to deliver Paul to his parents at birth often accompanied by Babe the Blue Ox, Paul broke up log jams, tamed rivers, and created lakes. In fact, it's said that Minnesota's 10,000 lakes were created by Paul and Babe's footprints. His camp stove stretched an acre wide, his flapjack griddle greased by men skating across it with sides of bacon strapped to their feet. Okay, now I'm hungry. Let me get a snack. Okay, I'm back. Some authors have floated the theory that Paul was based on a real person, perhaps a French-Canadian lumberjack named Saginaw Joe, or a soldier in the Lower Canada Rebellion. Stories of the giant were passed around by word of mouth for years before being committed to print, though early versions don't make mention of him being quite so gigantic. But his popularization can be attributed mainly to a writer for the Red River Lumber Company named William B. Loghead. Not sure if that's how you actually pronounce it, it's L-A-U-G, Head, but Loghead is a pretty funny name for a lumber company dude, so we'll go with it. The company was owned by the Walker family, who founded the Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis, which is home to Spoonbridge and Cherry, another wonderful large thing. Loghead created the first illustrated booklet with Paul Bunyan tales in 1916, Reworking some original folk tales while adding a few of his own. One booklet was succinctly named The Marvelous Exploits of Paul Bunyan as Told in the Camps of the White Pine Lumbermen for Generations, during which time the loggers have pioneered the way through the North Woods from Maine to California, collected from various sources, and embellished for a publication. The first giant statue of the mythical duo was built in 1937 in Bemidji, Minnesota. It's on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's said by the Kodak Company to be the second most photographed statues in the United States. But it's not the only statue of Paul by far. The one I know best and visited as a kid is in Brainerd, Minnesota. Built in 1954, this particular Paul, who is seated on a stump, can be found at where else but Paul Bunyan Land, an amusement park centered on the legendary figure. The park includes rides and a pioneer village with things like a chicken coop, petting barn, haunted house, train ride depot, something called the Tic Tac Tree Pavilion, a sweet shop, logging camp, pioneer church, and many other things. In 2003, the original park announced that it would have to close due to the high cost of operation, but a local family-owned business called This Old Farm bought the entire park, including the statues of Paul and Babe, and they moved it just six miles east of Brainerd. As people enter the park, the giant Paul Bunyan statue greets them by name. I think I found this exciting rather than terrifying as a young child, but I can really see it going either way. Inside the Nickelodeon Universe Amusement Park in the Mall of America, a 19-foot bunion stands along with Babe at the log shoot. The ride, opened in 1992 and formerly known as the Paul Bunyan Log Shoot, is one of the oldest surviving acquisitions from Knott's Camp Snoopy. In Cheshire, Connecticut, you can find a 26-foot muffler man, Paul. Muffler men are fiberglass figures placed for advertising purposes or as roadside attractions, often outside auto shops or other establishments. More on those and their history in a future episode. The very first muffler man was a Paul Bunyan holding a giant axe, made to promote the Paul Bunyan Cafe in Flagstaff, Arizona. But this particular one we're talking about in Cheshire created some controversy in the 1980s. The town said that its height violated code. Too tall. But the owner, finding no limitation on flagpole height in the code, simply replaced the axe that he held with an American flag and turned Paul into a giant flagpole. Genius. Outside Timbers Lounge in Muncie, Indiana, you can find a 25-foot statue. Roadside America describes him as having blobby hands, which I find a little harsh. Maybe not extremely well formed, but they're definitely hands. Originally created in 1964 to advertise the Kirby Wood Lumber Company, he now sometimes gets dressed up as Santa Claus around Christmas time, which I would love to see. If you are a Stephen King fan, you might remember references to the 31 foot fiberglass pall in Bangor, Maine. The statue features in his novel It and also makes appearances in the new It movies. There's a particularly scary scene involving him that's taken from the book. You can find the giant in a park. He was given to the city in 1959 on its 125th anniversary, and is apparently built to withstand hurricane-force winds. He holds an axe and a peavey, which is a logging tool with a metal spike at the end used for handling and moving logs. If I had to choose, and I feel I must... I'd say that this one is the most attractive of the Pauls that I've seen photos of. He looks very handsome and glossy. There's also a time capsule in his pedestal, which is set to be opened on Bangor's 250th birthday, which is February 12, 2084. In Ossinique, Michigan in the 1940s, a Paul and Babe were built out of colorful concrete, This Paul's head seems too small compared to the rest of his body, and especially his arms, which are massive but in a way that looks like he stuffed his sleeves to make his muscles look bigger. Roadside America says that in the 1950s someone shot off Babe's balls, and a week later the same gun was used in a murder. I tried to Google more about this murder, but I couldn't find anything. Please email me if you know anything because I'm extremely curious. Sadly, Babe's balls were never replaced. Other famous statues include a 49-foot one at the Tree of Mystery attraction in Klamath, California, a 31-footer in Portland, Oregon, and a kneeling Paul in Akeley, Minnesota that claims to be the tallest, if he were standing, that is. He'd apparently be 60 feet, so let's hope he never gains the ability to move. I did watch the Paul Bunyan scene from It Chapter 2 as research for this episode, and it freaked me out. Generally, from the stories, he seems like a pretty good guy, but when you're big enough that your footprints create lakes that I have swam in, I can't help but find you unsettling. Paul's statues also, of course, feature in Fargo, both the movie and the FX show. The Welcome to Brainerd Bunyan was built just for the film and later dismantled, which is maybe a good thing, because that one looked pretty terrifying. Rest in Paul. Most of the movie was shot in and around Brainerd, a.k.a. the home of Paul Bunyan land, and my favorite Talking Paul. If you really want to get into the full Paul Bunyan extended universe, you can also visit a statue of his girlfriend in Hackensack, Minnesota. The original 17-foot fiberglass statue was created in the early 1950s and named via vote. Lucette Diana Kensack is the name that won, with Landa Happy Waters as a runner-up name. When the original loose set broke, they created a replacement in 1991. You can also find a statue of Paul Bunyan Jr. in Hackensack, outside of the City Hall building. Due to the pandemic, it seems he's even been given a mask. Very responsible. If you visit Walker, Minnesota, you can stay in Paul Bunyan's guest house. Or rather, a cabin at the Northland Lodge that's Bunyan-themed. The rental, which can house up to eight, is shaped like a giant tree stump with a big axe leaning against it. There's even a Babe the Blue Ox out front. Various towns lay claim to the coveted title of Paul Bunyan's birthplace. Akeley holds an annual Paul Bunyan days, Bangor, Maine displays his birth certificate at City Hall, and of course Bemidji feels it has a strong claim since it erected the very first statue of the giant man. On the Paul Bunyan Wikipedia page, 10 different cities are listed under claimed birthplace. I don't feel qualified to speak on the matter, and I don't want to get involved in an intercity dispute over a birthplace, so we'll leave it at that. But only one town has his final resting place. In Kelleher, Minnesota, you can find his grave in the Paul Bunyan Memorial Park. The inscription reads, here lies Paul, and that's all. It says the woodsman was 99 years old when he died in 1893. I hope I can come up with a similarly catchy line for my gravestone. The giant lumberjack even has his very own holiday in the USA. June 28th is National Paul Bunyan Day, so make sure to mark your calendars to celebrate the next time it comes around. I know I will. Whether Paul Bunyan was based on a real historical figure or was simply the product of our collective imagination, one thing's for sure. I really want some flapjacks. Do you have more Paul Bunyan statue fun facts or memories? Or just Paul Bunyan memories or facts in general? I'd love to hear them and maybe read some on the next episode. You can email them to me at reststoppod, that's R-E-S-T-S-T-O-P-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at rest.pod, R-E-S-T-S-T-O-P-P-O-D, for more giant roadside attraction content. I'll be posting some photos of the statues mentioned, especially that hot one. And keep your ears open for our next episode. Hope you have a good week. Bye.